In today's episode of GSLI Community Connection, we're going to learn why Great Falls isn't just a great place to live, but a great place to do business. We're going to find out what industries perfectly align with Great Falls, and we're going to find out the answer to the question, does Great Falls have a sales tax? Communities across the nation are working harder than ever to enhance the success of doing business in their locales. Logistics, location, sites, and available properties are all important parts of what makes a community thrive. If your company is considering an expansion or relocation, let us take you behind the scenes and talk directly with those that are making today's communities a great place for your company. You're listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. Produced and sponsored by Global Site Location Industries. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com slash GT podcast. Or listen and follow us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now, here's our CEO and chairman, Eric Kleinsorch. I want to welcome all of our listeners to another edition of our GSLI Community Connection Podcast. The only running podcast informing, expanding, and relocating companies about different locales around the nation. I'm your host, Eric Kleinsorge, and I'm not going to lie, it is hot here today in Dallas. 101 degree hot, that is. So we're going to travel to a place where it was a nice, crisp cool this morning and might get to a high of 80 degrees today. If that sounds good to you, you're going to love our special guest today and the location she represents. We're traveling to Great Falls, Montana. Great Falls is a proud member of our GSLI Elite Cities, representing the state of Montana, and we have special guest Jolene Schopler. Jolene is the Senior Vice President of Great Falls Development Authority. Jolene first discovered her passion as a community change agent while learning at various engagements, including the Kellogg Foundation, Northwest Area Foundation, Dartmouth Tuck School of Business, and Systems Thinking Conference. Since then, Jolene's worked with 19 tribal nations across the Pacific Northwest after successfully earning her certification as an OWISTA Building Native Communities Trainer. She's been working with Great Falls Development Authority for nine years now and shows no sign of slowing down in her efforts of shaping business development opportunities for Great Falls. In addition to her role as Senior Vice President, Jolene also serves on the EDC Accredited Economic Development Organization Committee, and Montana's State Workforce Innovation Board. Impressive to say the least, and one we're proud to work with. Jolene, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jolene, Great Falls Economic Development is a great partner of ours, and you guys are actually recognized as one of our GSLI elite cities for business. And kind of the first thing I think of with everything going on it used to not be so true, and everybody would promote it, but how important quality of life has become. It used to be what everybody tried to promote, but it really didn't carry the importance that it does today. I'd like to start by having you kind of paint a picture for our listeners about what it's like to live and do business there in Great Falls. Oh, great question, Eric, and something that I love talking about because I think that Montana is one of these unique states, and and there's there's several out there, but uh, near and dear to my heart is Montana. You know, when you're looking, well, right now, looking out my window, beautiful, big blue skies with mountains in the background. There's always mountains somewhere present, especially in Great Falls. 
Um, we're not right in the mountains, but we have the Missouri River running right through us with the Golden Plains, but kind of painting that picture. However, when you're doing business here, we have that quality of life that I think a lot of people strive for. And we're seeing it now, with especially with people looking for different opportunities to kind of slow their way of life down, to blend in that um, work and play atmosphere. While we're pretty aggressive when it comes to economic development, at the same time, I can get off work at 5 p.m. and I can be on the Missouri River either fly fishing or kayaking within five minutes of work. Uh, literally, there's a boat launch into the Missouri just down from my office. So we like to access the river. We like to access hiking, fishing, skiing. In the wintertime, we're out there skiing. I might take a half day skiing and then work a half day. I don't get to do those often enough because we've been pretty busy. (laughs) But in Montana, we really enjoy that outdoor recreation. I mean, that's why we live here. That's why a lot of companies choose to be here. For a brand, Montana really seems to speak to that quality of life. And so for food companies, they're really digging in on that, you know, made in Montana label. So the quality of life is pervasive, I guess. It's it's just from the way we do business and the way that we're perceived out there. So you just love bragging about it and rubbing it in our face when we're living here in this concrete <laughs> jungle. I'm looking out my door and all I see is concrete and cars and man, that, that I, I can already visualize. I want to come there. I want to come there now, but Good. you know, let, you. <laughs> let's talk about, I mean, because I know a lot of our listeners, they have that picture. They see the beautiful mountains. They've been there probably on some vacations. They might not necessarily know the commercial side of Great Falls. Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. And that's a good question because a lot of people do think of like a river runs through it or Yellowstone when they think of Montana. We are right in the center of Montana. And as I mentioned, we're on the Missouri River, which gives us access to great raw water resources for different industrial applications. But doing business in Great Falls, we are the perfect location for some businesses. We're strategically located where if you are serving the western half of the U.S. or Canada um, and central U.S. and Canada, you have easy access to markets from Great Falls. But yet we're always ranked in the top five for the best tax climates. That really lends itself well for your long-term stability and business. We are the golden triangle of Montana, if you will, meaning there's over 20 crops that are grown commercially around Great Falls, lending itself very well to food processing. But unexpectedly, and those access to markets, we do some steel fabrication clusters that are serving. Well, something that a lot of people don't know is that the uh, high-end parts of the Atlanta Falcons new stadium that make it open like a flower were made in Great Falls, Montana. Really? So the access to markets. Yep, exactly. I like to use that as a great example for that access to markets. Um, those are the, the real technical components. We have a niche here that does that high-end steel work. Um, they've worked on a couple of different football stadiums and airports across the U.S. So you, you threw out Yellowstone, one of my favorite shows. i got to ask, have you met Kevin Costner? I haven't. That's filmed <laughs> in a different part of the state. But one of the cameramen on the show, and he was also also an extra on the show, he's here in Great Falls, and he is our videographer. So we like to tell stories of businesses. It's always best if you hear about how awesome doing business is in Great Falls from a different business. Everybody knows I'm the hired gun, but when you have the CEO of an international company like Nippon 
out of Tokyo that is making noodles here. So we hired a videographer that's been working on Yellowstone to tell some of these stories for us. Oh man, that's amazing. And you know, you just hit the, you hit the nail on the head. I always say the proof's in the pudding and for businesses looking to move there, proof is in the projects. What, what are some of the favorite yeah. projects you've worked? Oh, well, so that's ADF uh, International, uh, the steel fabrication company that's worked on the Atlanta Falcon Stadium and others. We loved working that project. They had actually looked at uh, different communities, and then they found Great Falls based on our Acre Tech Park. Um, we have a few different industrial parks, but we have an industrial park that the economic development team has been working on to really provide a space for companies that want to expand here that we have control over so that we can really negotiate with them. ADF ended up not choosing that site. They chose a different site, but it was one of those projects where we got to work on some great incentive deals to compete with other markets, which we do very well on. Our incentives, though, are based on job creation and primary sector. So for a steel fab company that's sending most of their product out of state, we were able to put together a pretty attractive tax and incentive deal it was a fun project to get them here, but super fun because they sent the uh, granddaughter of the founder was the one that started the company here. So I got to know Talia um, before she moved back to the corporate headquarters. Just a great person. You know, working with Pasta Montana, they've done four expansions here. And knowing that when you're in Tokyo or Vegas or Hawaii and you're eating pasta at an institution, a golf course, some of the clubs, that it came out of Great Falls, Montana. That was a pretty fun project to work on that has that long-standing. You go and pick up a noodle bowl in a family mart in downtown Tokyo, and the noodles were made in Great Falls. Those are fun to see, you know, that sweeping impact that you have. So those are just a couple of the, the cool projects recently we've been working on. No, those are great. And I think there's a little small tidbit that a lot of our listeners might not know. Is it true that Montana has no sales tax? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. We're one of uh, four states, I believe, that doesn't have a sales tax. We also don't have a franchise tax, and we don't have an inventory tax. And then our corporate and our income taxes are pretty low. So we're consistently rated in the top five states for low corporate tax environment. That's great. You know, and I'm never, yeah. gonna, I'm not going to claim to be David Letterman, but when we work with projects and, and helping them find new locations here at GSLI, I always tell our partnering communities to speak to them as if they're, they're really presenting David Letterman's top 10 list of reasons why they should locate to their city. You don't have to give me 10, but if I'm a listener right now to the show and a business looking to expand to relocate, what are some great reasons why I should choose to do business there in Great Falls? Oh, that's a great question. And I, another things you should ought to know, David Lumberman lives just outside of Great Falls in Shoto, Montana. So you'll see him at the baseball parks periodically. Um, but for a Letterman <laughs> top 10 list of why you should do business here, definitely our access to, to markets. Canada and U.S. markets. We're right on the Canamex corridor. It goes from Edmonton all the way down to Mexico and then uh, east-west rail and east-west interstate uh, just south of here. So access to markets is number one. The ongoing low cost of operations uh, would definitely be number two. Whether you're looking at our utility rates, 
whether you're looking at our tax climate, our ongoing lower cost of operations, we're always in the, in the top when you're comparing against other communities. Our access to highest quality ingredients, including water, um, you know, we're at the headwaters of the Missouri River, you know, when, when we're working with companies and they're looking to dig into water sources, um, we are very fortunate that, that that is not water rights and access and cost is not a problem. So those utilities and access to natural resources. But then I think that the top reason why a business should choose uh, working with our team in Great Falls is our team in Great Falls. We are really hungry to expand. Great Falls, Montana is a a community of about 65,000 people in our city limits, but our MSA, which is truly our our workforce, is 87,000. And we have you know, a few big fish. We have a medical community that's growing. We're about to announce a, a new medical college, a really great long-standing U.S. medical school that shows in Great Falls as location. Our steel fabrication cluster, our food uh, and beverage, and our bioscience clusters are growing. But we're that community that now's the time to invest because we're still affordable. You know, our, you can get a really nice home here for two hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars. You can buy land here that's ready to rock at 30,000 an acre and raw land if you want to do all the infrastructure yourself for as little as, you know, a thousand dollars an acre in some areas. The market entry right now is really amazing. I'm very excited that you brought that up because a lot of companies that we work with, they look for are people doing it right there? You know, or is another business like mine successful? If you don't mind, could we dive back into those clusters? What would you say the types of businesses that are perfectly aligned with Great Falls? You know, definitely um, the steel fabrication, as I mentioned, and that is one area. And this can cross apply to other newer industries that might emerge in our market. But one area we do have done really well is that building a true talent pipeline that goes from the seventh and eighth grade through our high schools. I'll give you an example. When that steel fabricator ADF came to town, we actually took our high school shop teachers and our two-year community college industrial tech program leader up to their main shop in Quebec, and they were on the shop floor to make sure that they truly understood what the talent is going to be needed for long-term success for the company, and then they implemented those certifications. We were the first community And we did this as a community to obtain both U.S. and Canadian Welding Bureau certifications because they wanted to access Canadian markets from our location. And so we were the first community to have a college become dual certified. Uh, And that was in direct response to the company. So that steel fabrication cluster we've built out pretty strong, not just for that company, but there's several others around it, Pipeline Solution, which is welding and steel fab, um, and then several other steel fab companies. The food and agriculture, as I mentioned, Montana is is just, people think of quality when they think of Montana. We test well. We have a really strong brand, the Montana name does. And when you're trying to break into a market, setting yourself apart as high quality, whether it's for pet food or whether it's for people food, you have access to these high quality ingredients. And so that cluster has done very well, whether it's the noodle company I spoke about or organic free range chickens and organic eggs. Um, we have a really nice food cluster that we're supporting, food and beverage cluster. That's great. We are also, 
the medical industry, you know, we are a regional medical hub, but because we have one of the top neuroscience facilities in the Rocky Mountains, the McLaughlin Research Institute, that is leading the charge on Alzheimer's and dementia research and solutions, and we have a very aggressive new CEO of that company, that MedTech is an expanding industry with us with the advent of uh, the medical school that we're hopefully we'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks here. You know, there's that medical biotech cluster that's just forming. So there's still some good market entry and support from the overall Montana university system and the government. That's so great. And you would never think of that, you know, when you, when you think of that area. And so that is tremendous information for our listeners, you know, to kind of take a look and say, hey, am I in that industry? And that gives me kind of a head start in terms of the workforce and things like that. But you know, in wrapping up today's show, I always tell our projects never decide a location based on incentives. You know, that mm-hmm. usually yeah. kind of comes into playing a part of we worked with one company, Quick Charge, which was out of Spain and they located, but what they were trying to use is incentives to progress their, they had a one to five year plan and a five to 10 year plan. And they wanted to accelerate that into a three-year plan. So they wanted to use some of their incentives to help them do that. And really just get a, another company we did was a paper company. They made boxes. And it took them a year to get their water situated right for the glue. So with the amount of production and everything, that's how long it took until their factory was really dialed in. So incentives, they play a part but not the part of the decision. But talk to me about your incentives and some of the incentive advantages you have there. I think that that's a good question, Eric. And something that we're seeing um, with companies that, that we talk with, we're working on a couple of major projects right now, and the incentives span beyond just those cash incentives. A major incentive that we have in our community, and, and I should have added this to our top 10 um, and our industry sectors, but, um, you know, we have Maelstrom Air Force Base here in Great Falls, and we have higher than the national average of veterans, and that workforce is a key incentive to locating here, but then we support that workforce, whether it's by successfully applying different programs like the SkillBridge program that really is open to anybody, but we we take a huge advantage of that program where companies can bring in team members for six months where um, the military is still paying them as they transition out of the military, but they are your full-time employee for six months to some of the incentives, specific incentives that Montana's created surrounding workforce. Most of our cash incentives are based on your workforce because um, we know that you are going to hire Montanans at a good rate and you're going to have to get them trained. Um, And so, we do hiring incentives and training incentives that can total, you know, about $12,500 per job created. It's uh, one of those tools that we like to couple with uh, tax successful use of uh, tax increment financing in some areas where we can build public infrastructure for your project. We're working on a water pipe for a project right now and, a, and an extension of gas that we're going to pay through tax increment financing funds because that'll benefit everybody. But really that takes money out of the CapEx investment that the company has to make. We also successfully deploy low interest financing, meaning, um, you know, as low as down to, you know, a percent and a half um, in some cases through some of our financing. And we do that through uh, coal tax money that Montana has set aside over years so that we can 
a really uh, structure and overall package. We're looking at the overall package for the company and then that long-term success. So we want to structure that initial package so we're competitive. Of course, we know you know what our competitors are throwing at people out there. And so we'll package those incentives with that long-term. You look at our tax structure, you look at our community's willingness to create those long-term talent pipelines of veterans and of students and of community members and retraining, and that we've successfully deployed those talent pipelines in several cases that you can talk to employers about. We think that that's it's the overall incentive package is what we're looking at. That's great. Yeah, you know, Jolene, you've got my attention. So obviously, some of our listeners are out there, and you've probably piqued their attention. If they want to consider doing business in Great Falls, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They should call me. My cell number is one four zero six seven five zero four four eight one. Perfect. Jolene, I've enjoyed talking with you. I really appreciate you helping our listeners understand what a tremendous opportunity Great Falls, Montana really is. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your valuable day to share with us the benefits of locating there. And as I mentioned, you've been a great partner of ours as one of our own GSLI elite cities. We always appreciate working with your team and look forward to continued partnership well into the future. Eric, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's a pleasure to speak with you and really excited to share our community out there in the wider spectrum. Absolutely. With that said, we've had a great time today, and I can't leave without thanking you, the listeners, for taking time out of your valuable day to spend with us. We know how important you are, and we always strive to provide you with some interesting information you can take away with you when considering your next expansion or relocation. Till we connect again, I'm Eric Kleinsorge signing off and saying goodbye here from our GSLI studios until our next episode of GSLI's Community Connection. And don't forget, We love businesses that are on the move. You've been listening to the Community Connection GT Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners that help make this possible and our sponsor, Global Site Location Industries. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Community Connection. And don't forget, when your company is on the move, GSLI can help ensure your next site is the right site for success.